Welcome to the Buzz Pod, a monthly podcast produced by the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. This program is made possible by Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2, Banner Bank, Silver Reef Casino Resort, Loomis Trail Golf Course, Phillips 66 Ferndale Refinery. Here's your host, Sasha Sanguinetti. We have a lot to get to in this month's episode, including a discussion with our Chamber Member of the Month, Dave and Deb Hiller with EXP Realty. We'll also visit with Whatcom Community College Foundation and representatives from the college. And our very own Rachel Apodaca joins us to update on what's going on in her life. Plus, we'll talk about upcoming Chamber events and Birch Bay happenings. This is the April 2022 episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. Here's the buzz in Birch Bay. The border restrictions have been lifted, long awaited, right? And we're very excited to welcome back our Canadian friends and neighbors. It's been a long couple of years, and we've all talked about some of the things we took for granted pre-pandemic, the border being fully open, definitely one. As the weather gets nicer and local businesses ramp up for the summer season, please be mindful that we'll be seeing more traffic, car traffic, bike traffic, pedestrian traffic, Please be safe and practice some patience because it's going to take everyone a while to reacclimate to what used to be quote-unquote normal. You've likely seen the community letter that the Chamber put out recently regarding the Beach Park. It's been published in the Northern Light on our social media pages, and we sent it out in a mass email. If you haven't yet read the letter, it gives information on why use of the Beach Park for our major events this season is just not feasible. While unfortunate... We're still planning a full-fledged event season this summer, utilizing different facilities along Birch Bay Drive. Look for the Kite Festival, Sand Sculpture Competition, Rollback Car Show, National Night Out, Discover Birch Bay Days, the very popular Trick or Treat on the Berm in October, and then of course we punctuate the year with the Ring of Fire and Hope and the Polar Bear Plunge over the New Year's holiday. Those events and more currently being planned and developed. Stay tuned. For updates and be sure and check our social media pages regularly. It's time for the monthly plea for volunteers. Our events couldn't happen without volunteers from our community members and we're currently looking for those who'd be interested in helping out with our events this summer season. It's a fun way to give back to the Birch Bay community. Give us a call at the chamber office or drop me an email and we'll get you on the list. The Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce is holding a State of the State event this month as a part of their speaker series, and they have graciously invited members of the Birch Bay Chamber to join them. Lawmakers from the 40th and 42nd districts will be on hand to discuss their projects, successes, and goals. It'll be held April 19th, noon to 1, at the Four Point Sheridan in Bellingham, and lunch is included. Pre-registration is required to attend this event, and you can do so by visiting our website, birchbaychamber.com. And finally, very important, some seasonal hirings are currently taking place at many Birch Bay businesses, including fixtures like the Sea Shop 
and the water slides. You can visit their respective websites for further information. Let's talk member of the month. Time now to recognize the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce member of the month. Well, our member of the month for the month of April is EXP Realty, specifically Dave and Deb Hiller, along with Brooks Friedland. And we're joined now by Dave and Deb Hiller. And Dave, you and I talked before we started this, and we could talk about realty, but that's been beat to death. Let's let's talk I about so. Birch. Yes. Yeah, let's let's talk, let's talk about Birch Bay. And obviously, you're very passionate about Birch Bay and this area. And so let's let's go that route and talk about. And, it's funny. It's funny when I get when I've interviewed husbands and wives before. What happens just happened all the time. You talk. Oh, you talk. No, you want to talk? No. <laughs> We're both very shy, really, in our yeah. core. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I picked up. I on want that Deb to on. talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, there's a there's a reason we all moved to Birch Bay, right? And it's it's it. I, I guess it's everybody has their own individual reasons, but. It's really a wonderful place. It offers a lot for all stages of life, Dave. What's what what sold you personally on Birch Bay? Well, with Birch Bay, I remember coming here with my parents, and so they were uh, Western Washington University. Uh, my dad was a professor there, and so I remember coming out here as a young kid, and now um, having brought my kids here, and now grandkids here, and so and then having moved here really fairly recent from Bellingham but uh, just been out here 12 years but it was very intentional that we wanted to be living on the beach in Birch Bay and we really haven't looked back every once in a while we think was this the right decision and absolutely and so um, beyond promoting real estate you know that's been done it's a topic that's yeah of course I'd be happy to be your realtor but um, Talking about Birch Bay as as here in the Chamber podcast, it's yeah we'd love to do that and promote Birch Bay. Yeah, so Birch Bay is interesting because it offers really something for everyone. Um, you know, I know people like to retire here. Kids like to come here and play on the beach. Uh, let's call them millennials like to come here to Beach Cat Brewing, which is where we're sitting now. And, and, and there, there's a little something for everybody here. Yeah, the recreational aspect, just even walking along the new berm is so wonderful. Having a kayak available to just toss into the water, paddle boarding, um, everything here, um, enjoying the wildlife. There's the Wings Over Water Festival that just concluded. And to learn about the wildlife, the, the sea life, the sea bird life here, it's just so much um, that challenges you to think about the different species. And you can get a little bit bird nerdish, but we, we've loved to be challenged by the whole birder culture lately. And that's just one aspect. But beyond recreational, yes, there are some great restaurants. And our new brewery, to give a shout out, um, I don't. I can't even imagine that we can be heard here because people are having way too much fun here. Yes. But uh, we love it here. I actually love this setting for an interview. I love the ambience, right? Yeah, if people can hear us, yeah, yeah. It's only four in the afternoon. Summertime is obviously what you'd call prime time, Birch Bay time, if you will. However, I know the people that live here year-round, and I experienced this just stepping out of the chamber office, so it was a few weeks back. I stepped out, and the bay was dead calm. There was a nice fog sitting over the bay. And I got to thinking, I really like this place in the summer, and it's fun, and it's buzzing. But the peacefulness of the winter 
is actually something very special. Yeah, and sunsets here. Uh, we have a, a front row view of the sunsets, but the sunsets, when, when it's particularly on, you've got sunsets that change about every five minutes, and the character and the vividness and the colors and clouds, and it's, it's wild here at Birch Bay just from that standpoint. We really do like um, the whole uh, ambiance of the people here, the restaurants. Um, there's so much to do here, and I and I do think we really, as a chamber, need to be allied as as a group of businesses and and people, that, residents that live here, to really promote um, everything for the sake of Birch Bay, and to promote other businesses, uh, to be thinking about that. A lot of times, people come to Birch Bay, and you think about, well, let's send them into Blaine, let's send them into Bellingham send them to Linden, wherever, but there's a lot to do here in Birch Bay. Yeah, and, and amenity-wise, I know small-town America, I've grown up in small-town America my entire life, and sometimes there are simply things that you can't find in a small town like this. But I think what most local business owners ask is that you at least check first, and don't just yes. assume that it's here. Yes. We, uh, again, having that front row seat in on Birch Bay. We love the summers, but by about August, it begins to wear thin with all the excitement and the cars and everything. And then there does become that winter ambiance. And so we do love the winters as well, like you said. Um, we even have a couple great festivals. Not that you typically want to involve yourself in um, dousing yourself in Birch Bay, although supposedly that's good for you. There's some sort of Cairo therapy, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those that actually goes in for the um, Birch Bay Polar Bear Plunge, and so that's fun. Another thing that we like with a lot of family members and friends is the night before having that moment of the um, ring of fire to light the, the, the flares around Birch Bay, and that's a very beautiful way to bring in New Year's. But there are some neat events out here in the winter as well. Dave and Deb Hiller from EXP Realty are members of the month with the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. And Deb, I'm going to ask you a question now. I'm going to filibuster a little bit to give you time to collect your thoughts. <laughs> because Dave's been doing What's your favorite thing about Birch Bay? Well, you know, I'm from Vancouver, so we're as close to the border as we can get because my family's in Canada. So very typical in Birch Bay are Canadians married to Americans. Yes. Uh, so it's close enough to the border for me to still see my family, but I'm living at the beach. And you can't live at the beach in Canada without spending a lot of money. So we feel very privileged and very blessed to be here at the beach in this wonderful community good bunch of people and we just we've enjoyed and loved it very much and if you're somebody that does desire some of those amenities that can't be found here everything's within reach sure. right I mean that's 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 such a great feature about where we're at geographically right yeah that's absolutely right yeah absolutely as as you look at Birch Bay 10 years ago which is roughly about I believe when you said you arrived where was how, how different was it I, I guess what, what changes have you seen over the last decade um, that, that that really really stand out to you or have there been any okay that caught me a little bit off guard yeah. okay um, it's not that much different I do love the presence of the beach park that we're moving from uh, 
a, a mobile library to a, a permanent library. There's some things like that, but there still is so much that's um, the same. Uh, the See, I was leading you, Dave. Okay, yeah. Is that not part of the charm? Yes, I would agree. Um, I don't know if people have been out here that are listening to this, but I hope you have been. But there is this low, sandy uh, beach that we have at low tide, particularly in the summer. And that's always been here. And to come out here, and as the water comes back over the, the sand, it's a very warm beach in which to swim. Beach fires going into the night, um, um, having friends watching the sunset. Um, that's pretty much a constant. And um, has it become more busy? Has there been more development? A bit, a bit. Deb? Okay, when we first moved here, I guess 12 years ago, there was maybe one restaurant open. Mm -hmm. There was not anything going along at Birch Bay Drive. And now look at what we've got here. We've got this Beach Cat Brewing. All the restaurants are open. You know, we could use a bank. Yeah. We could use a post office. I think office. every small community <laughs> could look at something and say, you know, we could really use this, this, and this. But I've lived in small towns my whole life. Right now is the only the second paved road that I've ever lived on, and I'm 47 years old. So, you know, it's I, the small town and rural life. But, I, again, what I was leading to was, you know, some people may say, yeah, you're a little behind the times, whatever. To me, that's part of the charm of a small town. Yeah. The water slides, um, miniature world, it's a lot of fun, not directly at the beach, but it is part of the Birch Bay ambiance, um, fun places as well. Yeah, absolutely. Again, EXP Realty, our member of the month. Anything else that you'd like to get across? Any other messages? How about your puppy here? Beautiful. And by the way, we can edit. So, <laughs> yeah. I will add one thing. Please. Uh, a habit that we got into right away was walking along the beach, of course, with a dog and picking up after our dog and all that. But to pick up garbage along the beach, plastic, mm. that sort of thing, it seems maybe a little bit hyper to want to say, let's be careful and take care of the resource we have. But I, I know that sometimes I just, uh, you see some garbage along the berm, you see some garbage on the beach, pick it up. And as much as you pick up after your dog, we pick up after things that wash up on the beach. And Deb and I have been very involved in um, promoting that after the 4th of July, which is crazy, sure. and a lot of debris on the beach. Um, promoting also um, the Run with the Chums, Terrell Creek watershed, keeping things clean, pristine for salmon and for just humans to enjoy. It's a, a wonderful thing to just gear yourself. If you're one of the people here that's walking along the beach, take a garbage bag and keep the place cleaned and picked up. That's my little soapbox. The natural beauty and recreation in this northwest corner of Whatcom County make it a great place to live and play. The Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 is your local source for fun. Play pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the world. Go to bbbparkandrec.org for pickleball events this summer. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District is a proud partner of the Chamber of Commerce in providing special events for the community. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation, where the fun happens. Ugh, who knew it was so difficult to find the right bank? I know, it's so confusing. <gasps> it's a 
Uh, checking out your banking options? Oh, sounds overwhelming. Enough! With Banner Bank, it's easy to manage your finances and help us here when you need it. Be gone, Cloud! Oh! Wait, 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 wait! Ah! Thanks, Thanks, Banner Bank. Bank. Yeah! Built for action. Built for banking. Banner Bank. Member FDIC. The Birch Bay Buzz Pod. Well, we're pleased to be joined now by Dr. Luca Lewis and Eva Scholte from Whatcom Community College uh, campus. And uh, we're going to talk about the foundation specifically here in a moment. But as I mentioned before, we, we turned on the microphone. I, I want to discuss Whatcom Community College as a whole. And I'll start by telling you I, I love two-year institutions. That's where I got my start. Um, and that's where I, um, a couple of my children got their start, hopefully a third child coming up, but <laughs> as we discussed. But uh, Whatcom Community College been around, going on 50 years, 50 plus years, is that correct? That's right, 50 plus years, yeah. We, this, this, the history of the campus community is such that we've been known for being out in the communities that we serve. We started as sort of a, um, uh, a rolling uh, uh, campus, right? Uh, traveling campus community. And, uh, you know, when you look at the, the history and you look at the buildings, it's, it's a, a beautiful, vibrant community. It's not like other community colleges that you see across the country. It's, it's got a very new feel. It's got a vibrant feel. And we have a lot of new spaces and uh, new buildings open uh, on campus for students to experience and enjoy. So. D dare I say it has a university feel? Absolutely. I mean, the first impression I had two years ago when I came to visit campus and think about moving across country was, wow, I want to attend and enroll in addition to work here because it did. It felt so honoring of our students and our employees and our larger community. There's gorgeous art. When you walk around the buildings, I mean, you see LEED Gold certified buildings like our new Phyllis and Charles Self-Learning Commons with state-of-the-art 3D printing. You see our cybersecurity programs, which are more, you know, you have to see the mainframe and all of the details inside. You see gorgeous student engagement spaces, and then the outdoors. Our grounds team, our building team, they do such a good job in just making this space a place where people want to be. Quality of life is important because a lot of these students are spending two years of their life here or more, right? Absolutely. And uh, because of that, I think the vibrancy of Watkin Community College is what is appealing to students that come here. Uh, anywhere from we were just talking about this, our Cedar Hall, a 229-bed facility, brand new, opened up during the pandemic, and we have roughly 50% uh, occupancy in this building right now and looking to uh, increase that occupancy as we roll into fall uh, quarter. And wonderful programs, wonderful staff, and just a beautiful facility uh, here on the campus as an example. We also have our Student Recreation Center and Pavilion, uh, a great way for uh, students to, to work out and to enjoy programs uh, on campus and uh, really engage in health and wellness activities here while they're having that full campus comprehensive experience. Again, we're visiting with Eva Schulte and Dr. Luca Lewis from Whatcom Community College. You talked about the new residence hall, and this is a building with some amenities. And actually, when you were telling me about this before we turned on the microphone, uh, something that was of particular interest to me was the fact that students can cook 
in their own rooms. That's a big deal. And when I went to school, we had these little cubbyhole dorm rooms and, uh, you know, lucky if we had a microwave in the corner. But that's actually very important. Fun story about that. Uh, just what, maybe six months ago, we featured with, of course, COVID safety protocols, Robert Fong, a former board of trustee member who is also an amazing chef. And he did a seared salmon belly. And oh my goodness, the aroma and the amazing tips we all gained from watching Robert Fong via Zoom as we did a fun relational webinar, uh, both for our foundation community and also for students, faculty and staff to enjoy. That was that was just a highlight. And I believe it was uh, Terry Thayer who had the benefit of actually sampling uh, that seared salmon belly. We, we heard good reports. We were all a little envious. But yeah, to have state-of-the-art cooking ability in Cedar Hall, again, is a way that we honor students and their experience here. And they make it feel home. Gourmet cooking in the dorm room. Who would have thought? We are in 2022, aren't we? Lots of programs, um, lots of opportunities uh, here uh, for secondary learning. It seems like in the research that I've done, the crown jewel is in the cybersecurity side. Talk a little bit about that. Well, Eva could probably talk a little bit more about this, but we are we are nationally known for our cybersecurity uh, program and center for excellence. Uh, Dr. Kathy Hanny Brown, our college president, uh, recently went to the White House to uh, connect with uh, White House officials and folks from cybersecurity there, along with uh, President Biden, uh, to, to tout and, and really position Whatcom Community College as the leader uh, nationally in cybersecurity excellence and really strengthening the kinds of talent pipelines that our country needs when it comes to cybersecurity and cybersecurity excellence. So, so great for it's just really exciting to be able to see our president with the president uh, and to celebrate the work of uh, Ensight, which is the program here at Whatcom Community College that leads uh, not only our own cybersecurity, but all of the support for Centers for Academic Excellence, which we have hundreds across the nation. So that's my favorite thing to do when I'm talking to people about the good story of Whatcom Community College as it relates to cybersecurity is take a look at the map and see the reach. And I think we're known almost more in Washington, D.C. sometimes uh, than we are locally. And so thank you, Satya, for having us uh, here today. One other thing, you know, two-year degree programs are critical, and that is our bread and butter. Our associate degrees are what helps us both with transfer and professional technical programs. And we have four-year degree programs as well. So maybe a less known fact, we have a four-year degree program, a BAS program, in business management with a focus on sustainability, and then also IT and cybersecurity. So as you're thinking about your uh, kiddos mm -hmm. and son and potentially potential for Welcome Community College, we want to say there's all sorts of ways to engage, but not just for someone that's interested in a degree. I mean, part of the beauty of our 10,000, almost 11,000 some students is community and continuing education. So we have thousands of people from all over Whatcom County and beyond that participate. I just took a course this last Saturday, I should have taken it two years ago, on pruning my berries. And they will be appreciative because you don't want to see how I prune them earlier. <laughs> You, know, you talk about continuing education or perhaps maybe people that are a little bit farther in life. I know that the term used to be used, non-traditional students. That's becoming more and more 
traditional now, right? Absolutely. At post-traditional student populations. And this is really about folks that what we know to be true about um, our student population is that many of our students are working. They're working. So, you know, it's, in, it's important that, and so, tr so is it true to Whatcom Community College that we have uh, program mixes and courses and, and services available to students for the working adult. And I think that's really important that, you know, it's, it's very difficult, especially in this day and age, uh, to go to school full-time and to hold a job full-time. And so students need to see themselves reflected in that college experience that while our campus community does serve traditional students, we're also known for serving our post-traditional student population, those students that are going to work and going to school at the same time. And there are so many companies and businesses out there today, especially in our community, that will pay for and subsidize education for folks that want to go back to school for a degree and credential. And we are so focused here at Whatcom Community College on ensuring that students don't have to encumber college debt to come to school and get a degree and certificate, that they're getting it timely, and that they have the resources, timely resources and support that they need to complete their degree and certificate in a timely manner. And that's a nice transition to the foundation side of things because, yeah, uh, the money aspect is very important, and, and that's really what may scare some people, too. Um, so let's talk about uh, the Whatcom Community College Foundation, which is very, very important. I, I know how important foundations and endowments are throughout the country for, for secondary education. So where I'll ask you, where's a good place to start with the foundation? Well, I think we're the best kept secret. I am uh, not sure if everyone knows that Whatcom Community College has a foundation. We want you to know about it because our role is to support students in achieving their goals and also to drive strategic initiatives that can support the college and our larger community through the college and of course to support professional development of our faculty and staff. So that that is our mission. That is why we exist and who we're here to serve. And we do that through providing student scholarships. I mean, we just closed a student scholarship application process with 297 students applying. And we want to award each and every one of those students. So the more that our small businesses, our corporate partners, our individual families here in Whatcom County say, I have $100 or $1,000 or an, for a named scholarship, $2,500 to support a student this year and maybe beyond, the more change we make every day in the lives of our residents and our students. And there are creative ways to give, too. I mean, if you have a $100 bill burning a hole in your pocket, yeah, you, you walk in, you're going to take that. But there, there are creative ways to give, too. Uh, um, I, I know people have done that in the past. Our volunteers are the best. I mean, that's our bread and butter here, right, to uh, see how we've been able to grow all of the engagement through the Orca Food Pantry, for example. 
people rallied unlike anything I could have imagined uh, during this COVID health pandemic. And we saw over 700 people help support the Whatcom Community College Foundation's first ever campaign. We raised 2.5 million thanks to those 700 donors. And they did, they showed up in creative ways. They showed up to volunteer, they showed up to support student emergency funds, which you know we had raised before, but just a little bit. And now, in partnership with financial aid, the foundation is helping to administer these emergency dollars that are directly going to students at the time when they need it most. So what are we now, Luca? $5.7 million to date in awards for emergency funds of our students? Yeah, we, so we partnered, uh, the foundation and financial aid partnered to leverage emergency funds that we received from the federal government to help students make sure that money got to them directly. And so the student portion in which we raised in, in partnership with the foundation, it's it's actually $6.5 million. Oh, wow. And we have about $700,000 or so left that we are going to be deploying for spring quarter and beyond. So there is a lot of resources, financial aid resources between the foundation and financial aid, Washington College Grant, stimulus and emergency funds, and other funding sources and packages that our financial aid office and scholarships uh, folks put together to make sure that students are set up for success and uh, that they that they're we're, to the extent that this is possible we are reducing barriers financial barriers for sto folks to come either back to school where they left off or coming to school for the first time i want to be careful how i frame this question because what we've been through over the last couple of years has been nothing short of horrific however with that said these types of programs digging deep to find new ways to do things in a lot of ways, I think the silver lining, if you will, in this pandemic is that it has forced businesses, institutions to do that. And so my question is, without what happened in March of 2020, if we were just cruising along in quote unquote normal times, would that have been pursued? I think we've survived and worked through these challenges because of the pandemic. We've flourished because of the pandemic. And we've been able to pressure test different ways of delivering educational experiences and opportunities for students in ways that I don't think we that we could have done without it. And I, I, it's not to speak lightly of the pandemic, exactly. as as you're saying, the pandemic is has been a, a horrific experience. It's torn families and communities apart, including our own. And we have been uh, in a position now to help rebuild the communities that we're serving. And I think a great example of this is the good work that the foundation and student services and the college collectively have done and put together uh, on behalf of the communities that we're serving and the kinds of things that we've seen faculty, staff, and students come together and rally around to make this work happen for the students and communities that we're serving. I was going to say education is is such a um, uh, a focal point in Whatcom County. Um, it seems I've been to different parts of the country, and that's one thing that stood out. And when I was reading about the Bellingham and Whatcom County area, that's something that was repeated constantly, whether it be on social media or other avenues. Is that the educational focus here is really second to none, um, and that's 
one of the reasons why um, you know we see a beautiful new uh, residence hall and a beautiful college campus here is because of the, the overall general attitude I would say in Whatcom County is that fair so lucky to have four educational institutions in higher education, Northwest Indian College, Bellingham Technical College, Western Washington University, and of course, Whatcom Community College. And we are just in a place where we can thrive and recognize that, you know, it, you're right, our students have been able to have the kind of resilience because of who they are, but also because they see a community that's investing in them, a community that values education, a community that is not afraid to say, hey, if you stand up, continue your studies, continue your certificate programs, even for those returning that have doctorates, sometimes coming to get new certifications, upskilling to find new skills or even new hobbies, right, as we talked about with community ed. When we invest in those students, they see it, they celebrate it. I get to read the impact statements that Kate Imus, our uh, program lead for scholarships, receives from students every day that say, that was all I needed to have the encouragement to know it's not just about me, <laughs> it's about how I'm giving back in the community. Is there, better, is there any better investment? No, not in my opinion. No, we've seen it, right? And we all know this, that education transforms lives and it saves lives. We've seen that firsthand in the communities that we're serving, particularly in, in moments of crisis, like what folks on the east side of Whatcom County have experienced as it relates to flooding, to COVID-19, to all the kinds of things that we've seen related to people uh, continuing that downward trend of social economic mobility because of the pandemic and other pandemics that are occurring around them. So now for us as a community, the challenge is getting folks back to school, getting folks back into education where they feel empowered and inspired to do their best work and to get them over that psychological and emotional hump that they see themselves in the college experience. That's, that, that is the goal for us, is to get out and listen to the communities that we're serving so that we can better understand how to better adapt what's happening on campus to better serve their needs. When that Whatcom Community College catalog comes in the mail, I encourage everybody to open it up and look at it. I did, admittedly, for the first time here recently and was shocked at everything that was offered, not just for the traditional students, but I believe you used the term post-traditional students, such as myself would be at 47 years old, and continuing education um, um, programs, uh, all very, very important. Circling back around, talking about the investment and the foundation, what is the best way that people can learn on how they can help support the foundation and, and give and, and make this investment in education that we've been talking about. Well, thank you, Satya. We really appreciate the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce and all you're already doing to get the word out and be good partners supporting one another. And I would say we are so lucky here at the Whatcom Community College Foundation to have a strong board of directors that are leading a really important recognition that not all programs get the same amount of funding. And so we want to ensure that area programs that have greatest need, for example, right now our nursing programs, health professions, STEM, arts and humanities have that kind of support. And so we actually have fundraising campaigns in each of those areas led by our board 
of directors. You know, the Orca is mm-hmm. our loving mascot. And so we call them Orca Pod Projects to really build community around supporting right now a challenge gift match that was also supported by the Skipping Stone Foundation. Okay. We It's a $40,000 endowment and it would support students, four students each year and give them the kind of support they need. The STEM scholarship is another focusing on health professionals and we also have as you said earlier creative ways to give and participate for example the orca golf classic which i would love for dr lewis to share a little bit more yeah. let's talk golf okay talk let's talk let's talk golf so our 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 director for athletics and recreation danny day uh, uh, began along in, in collaboration with the foundation this last year our first annual Orca Golf Classic. This is a fundraiser uh, to support uh, Orca Athletics, and our Orca Athletics program, as a result of Danny and and staff, have and the college have really grown. Uh, this last year, adding two years ago, adding uh, cross country men's and women's cross country, and so our our programs or sports do exceptionally well both on and off the field our student athletes do and we take great pride in uh, the or the orca athletics experience and so this year we are um, heading up to run our second annual uh, orca golf classic we'll be sending out some more information via press release here probably in the next week uh, and the golf uh, classic will be held uh, at uh, Sudden Valley Golf Course so uh, really looking forward to this opportunity for us to raise funds for uh, student athletes. When you talk about student athletes, that's uh, circling back to part of that quality of life that's offered here on campus, uh, that, those activities and, and, and athletics. So they're very important. Absolutely, and athletics, I think our college president is, has said that uh, work at athletics, uh, student athletes are really the front door to the college. And they're, you know, they're often um, folks that we certainly get nationally as part as of recruitment to, and internationally as part as recruitment to our programs. But a lot of the students end up locally here too, from uh, from the communities that we're serving. So really looking forward to continuing to grow our athletic our athletics programs and uh, working to raise funds for students. Is it safe to say that Whatcom Community College is not your father or mother's community college? We are the community college here for Whatcom County. And uh, yeah, we are really fortunate to have been led by a president that's been here for a long time, Kathy Hiani Brown, that has helped us to grow, to innovate, to to be who we were, and also to be where we're going and what the community needs. And I certainly, I mean that in that it just, the world has changed so much in this level of education because community colleges used to have an unfair stigma attached to them, just like technical colleges did. And as we've progressed as humans and as a society, we've realized these are very, very important institutions. They may not have the glitz and the glamour that you see on a UW, but these are very, these are important cogs in the wheel. They are, and they're stepping stones to uh, advancement to a career or a, a higher education degree. Uh, whether students choose to stay here for a four-year degree now, uh, or they decide to go to a university, uh, whether it's Western or UW or wherever. But I, uh, to your point, I think that there's still that stigma in in the communities that we serve, and we hear it from folks and not knowing really a whole lot about how. Whatcom Community College has changed and transformed over the years. I think people have it in their mind that they think about Whatcom Community College or a community college in a particular way. 
And that, that is not this environment. And it's only when we have these critical conversations and we're dialoguing about the experience with folks and the ways in which the impact that Whatcom Community College has had on the community where people begin to come onto campus and see, whoa, okay, this is, this is not the same as it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when we think about the community college experience. It is very different. It is the great equalizer, right? When we think about those steps to career advancement, to better paying jobs, to more prosperous lives, community colleges are where it's at. And that's really where we need to begin and end conversations with community members in which we're serving, diverse community members, that people see themselves reflected in the community college experience at Whatcom Community College. I could stand next to you on that soapbox all day and we could have, we, do, we don't have enough time, but I, trust me, I'm there as someone who graduated and went straight into the workforce uh, from a community college. Um, yeah, it, it was a very important step for me, obviously. What we've discussed here has really been just a tip of the iceberg. Um, where can people go to learn more about Whatcom Community College and specifically the foundation? We'd love to host you here eventually on campus. And so we are, uh, of course, cognizant of safety considerations and want you to be here. So we welcome you checking us out on our website, whatcom.edu. To learn more about the foundation, whatcom.edu slash giving. And let me say to all of those who, similar to Sacha, have gone to community college, hey, if you went to Whatcom Community College, we claim you. You are our alumni, and you are who we are proud about in addition to our students, faculty, and staff. So tell us your story. We want to hear what you're up to. We want to continue to support and connect. And your story inspires our current students. So please do reach out. And you can do that again, whatcom.edu and whatcom.edu slash giving. The BuzzPod. Well, our next guest on the BuzzPod is Rachel Apodaca, although not really a guest. She works here at the Chamber every week, every Friday, and uh, helps out with a lot of things around here. You can look for her write-up in the Buzz newsletter every now and then that's released on Wednesday. Rachel, you have a, a busy schedule both at the Chamber, at this job, and then in your regular life, your personal life as well. And um, dancing, I know, is a big hobby or passion of yours. It's something you really like to do. Uh, tell us about an exciting event that's going to be coming up here in uh, a couple of months. Well, we are having our dance recital in uh, June 17th and 18th at London Middle School. Um, we're not sure about the dates yet, but we're, we're still going to have fun. Yeah, and that's June 17th and 18th, and I imagine you're working on things now for what people are going to see on June 17th and 18th, right? Yeah. What, what kind of things are you working on? I've been doing three dances. Um, I've been dancing for two days okay. and take five days off, okay. which is nice. Yeah. And, and so three dances, you say, um, and each of those is a lot of work to learn, right? It's actually kind of easy. But one of the dances is really hard that I can't focus on because of my knee. Okay. So basically, 
On Monday, I have musical theater, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, theater is always fun, and music is fun, too. Now, outside of dance, you've taken a lot of vacations as well, correct? Yeah. Where do you like to go on vacation? Uh, well, in uh, April 22nd, we're actually going to Arizona. Um, we're actually going to be there for 10 days, so we'll be... We will... We'll be... You got fun stuff planned in Arizona, and it's a lot warmer there, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's fun. So the big headline here is June 17th and 18th. That's when the dance recital will be. And again, where is that located, Rachel? The right. Middle School. And it's also, um, we practice at, it used to be uh, Infinity Dance company uh -huh. but since my, my sister just moved um we have a new owner okay. so now it's um infinity dance academy okay infinity dance academy linden middle school and rachel is working hard on three routines that she's going to be performing during that recital june 17th and 18th that's a friday and a Saturday, and if you need a reminder on that, Rachel writes up uh, a little piece in our newsletter, The Buzz, which is released each and every week. So, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you at your dance recital. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience? I think that's it. Immaculate Greens, unrivaled natural beauty, championship caliber conditions. Loomis Trail is the epitome of Northwest golf. With water in play on nearly every hole and tree-lined fairways, Loomis Trail provides a fantastic golf experience for those that want a challenge and those looking for a fun getaway. What round are you up for? Tee times available online at GolfLoomis.com. Start planning your perfect golf getaway today. Now, more from the BuzzPod. Thanks to Dave and Deb Hiller from EXP Realty, our members of the month, as well as Eva Schulte and Luca Lewis from Whatcom Community College, and our friend Rachel Apodaca for joining us this month. If you have content ideas for future programs, I'd love to hear about them. You can drop me an email at sasha at birchbaychamber.com. That's Sasha spelled S-A-C-H-A at birchbaychamber.com. Or you can drop us a line at the office, 360-371-5004. We're here seven days a week from 9 to 3. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. Have a great April. This has been the Buzz Pod, a monthly presentation of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. <laughs>